everybody and welcome to a snake oil selling stone cold steve austin returning elimination chamber pimping episode of the brothers of discussion we're going to be talking everything from the evolution of the wednesday night wars into the wednesday night aew ratings bus and we're going to talk randy orton hitting girls man is he tough and then of course big meaty men with big old chest slapping me that and much, much more. Matt, welcome to an episode only um, kind of, you know, we always do spicy weeks of wrestling. And this is no exception because McDonald's has brought back the spicy chicken sandwich and you bet your ass I had one for dinner. Matt, have you had one since they came back? No. I, uh... Well, then I know you're having a bad week. Turn it around on the spicy chicken. What's going on? <laughs> I'm still looking forward to trying some Wendy's uh, breakfast. Luckily, Ooh. I have a flight to catch tomorrow, so uh, yeah, get I think, a frosty uh, chino. I think that'll be my my excuse to head on over there. Yeah, get uh, a frosty chino for us. Now, everybody else needs to head on over to bodpodcast.com and brothersadiscussion.com. Seem like I set up that perfect transition in in the frosty chino. Just it's gonna be it's gonna be circling uh, it's gonna be circling, circling our minds and it's circling around our transitions, but. Uh, Frosty Chino, be damned, uh, because we need you to go to BODpodcast.com. So you can find all those links, like uh, our Twitter, at BODpodcast. Uh, find the Facebook for the Brothers of Discussion, our Instagram, brothers underscore of underscore discussion. And uh, find our new link to Anchor, which will have uh, all of our links to uh, all of our, our new places where you can find the Brothers of Discussion podcast. Uh, Mike, we found out this week. There's a huge, huge rival competitor uh, that is uh, bowing out. So, so the brothers of discussion are hopefully welcoming some new listeners uh, because because uh, we're we've got plenty of room. Jump on board. We we don't stop. We are the WWE of wrestling podcasts. Once we started, we just keep absorbing territories. Yep. <laughs> Eventually, we'll just last the longest. That's the game we're hoping to play here. Do you need to be the best? No. You just gotta beat. You gotta beat the best. You gotta beat. You gotta the outlast to the best. The no, you just gotta outlive them. That's what Ric Flair does. Still going at ninety-eight. You Woo! know, I, 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 we don't do a lot of this, but um, we we end up doing a, a lot of this on our hockey podcast because we, we're always we're always trying to make the conversation like we want to go a higher level than than just talking about the news. Um, but I, I'm I'm starting to wonder if if the placement of our show is affecting how I feel about Monday Night Raw because you mentioned the Randy Orton thing and I almost said ah there's no news and I forgot I I actually I thoroughly enjoyed Monday Night Raw this past week it was really good and uh, because we're three days removed and we had that awesome AEW yesterday it just it just kind of vanishes. Um, not that that affects the WWE in any way. It's not like they're going, oh, God, we got to change our schedule so it works better for the brothers of discussion. But um, yeah, I gotta, I, I just have to sit back and, and kind of curb, you know, where my mindset's at. Because I, I was coming in hot today, and I was like, God damn, the AEW really knows what's up. And uh, no, I mean, so so did WWE. It just, it just kind of seems like Wednesdays are, are turning into... A question mark, and, and I know we're going to get into that later. Um, but uh, Mike, even this upcoming Monday is going to be fun. And it was something I saw on the calendar a while back uh, because uh, we have we have a blog we've released the last couple of years. It was our first time our website blew up. Uh, but it's uh, March sixteenth. Mike is Stone Cold Steve Austin Day. It is three sixteen, and luckily, uh, it's following uh, or uh, Jesus, uh, falling. Uh, on a Monday, you know, for the WWE, so so they obviously should take advantage of that. There isn't even a oh, of course they're taking advantage of it. They did <laughs> goddamn better. This doesn't happen every year. So Stone Cold coming back. Um, Mike, what I what I think is funny. Uh, first of all, I I saw and I avoided the clickbait and the rumors of Stone Cold coming back and um, kind of kind of like uh. 
what WWE has plans for for Stone Cold's return. You know, uh, it, it could be bigger than you think. Is is what it said. And, oh and, no. And, to think that are they trying to tease a WrestleMania match? No, they were talking about this. That's oh, the thought, problem. Okay, I thought you were saying it's not just that he's coming back, but maybe he's gonna have some news. Well, I mean, if he comes back, he's obviously fighting in Saudi Arabia. We 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 don't have to worry about a WrestleMania match. But um, no, it's, uh, that, you talk that's... about the you talk about the Fountain of Youth. It's obviously in Saudi Arabia. Uh, when these guys keep drinking and winning matches, but Matt, go ahead. Well, I was, I was just going to say, I, I, it always tickles me at, at how people try to take advantage of this, like getting this news maybe a little bit early or, or kind of like how I looked at the calendar and, and went, oh yeah, I should probably update my blog for March 16th. Um, like that's, that's so shitty. I, I just, I, I can't stand it. Like, I'm not going to sit here and tell you folks to, uh, you know, oh, we got we've got some secret insider information. Make sure you tune in to the brothers. Now, you know what, Mike? If we ever do get insider information, um, yeah, you know, we're gonna kind of hold it hostage, but we're gonna actually right. have real news. Like, if we tell you that we need you to tune in because we have huge news, we're not gonna bullshit you. Like, it's gonna be groundbreaking. Like, brothers right. of discussion are now the announced team for Monday Night Raw. Like, that is the level of news that we'll be delivering. Um, but we don't, you know, we don't have that news. Anyway, um, I, yeah, I wanted to ask you about this because, I mean, the past couple times, I don't know if we've been super duper thrilled with Stone Cold's returns. Um, it's going to be 20, you know, year 2020, March 16th, WrestleMania about a month away. What? Let me give you. I'm going to give you two options. I'm going to give you the. I'm going to give you one man or the field. Does Stone Cold interact with Baron Corbin just to give him a good old fashioned stunner, or you take the field? Hmm. And the reason I pose it like that is, I you know, if he's definitely not going to be fighting at WrestleMania, this is just him out there for a few minutes. You know, throw some hell in the ass and, you know, flip the bird to us. And we always loved when he did that. Uh, it's kind of the reverse of when we would chant, you suck, and Kurt Angle would appreciate it. We appreciated right. getting flicked off by a bald, angry Texan. I, I never quite understood that, but I, I always felt in my heart that he's, you know, pointing the finger at me, and it made me feel special. Uh, so anyway, man, well, let me, that's, let me that's your option. Baron or the field? I think we have a great opportunity to have, Mike, our two distinguished heavyweight champions uh, in the same building at the same time, and to have Mr. Stone Cold there. I'm going to go with the field, because my hope would be that there'd be a reunion from WrestleMania 20, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, uh, of Stone Cold, Bill Goldberg, and Brock Lesnar. I I think that would be kind of neat. Um... Uh, and and something that you could right rightly use Stone Cold. I, I think I think they are gonna build uh, Goldberg to be heel. So let's let's kick that off. And of course we know who our true hero is on Monday Night Raw. True. He's been he's been Mark kicking. He's been kicking Brock's Brock. out. Brenda. <laughs> uh, Stone Mike, Cold. I, this is Man, the best time. Man, Stone Cold. Oh my God. This is this is going to be the best time to transition into that, but uh, I mean, how amazing <laughs> was Drew McIntyre running back out after bidding adieu, bidding adieu to the the WWE universe and to our television uh, audience, the television audience at home, and they show Brock stumbling back, and Drew just comes running out and just kicks his freaking head off again. Mike, I I tell you what. <laughs> If this is gonna if this is gonna be Drew McIntyre bullying Brock for the next few weeks, I hope to God it'll be like a squash, like a two minute, like Drew McIntyre takes him out and they really, I mean really, hand over the reins and they're like, "You are the new Brock Lesnar. Nobody can touch you. Go yeah. get him, kid." Like, wouldn't that be amazing? Like, just bullies Brock. Brock can't really seem to get a leg up on Drew, and then it's. It's two Claymores, just like when Goldberg took out Brock Lesnar and the match is over. Uh, that's how you cap off WrestleMania. The fans 
spent three hundred dollars well, on their tickets you know, and they watch a two second you know main event. You know what's so funny about you saying that? Um, like the parallels, you know, with how you said it would be cool for Stone Cold to be in the ring with Bill and Brock. How interesting is it? You know, Stone Cold took his his ball and went home because he didn't want to get Brock over. But Brock is doing such a great job of getting Drew over. And I don't mean just, you know, teasing that he's going to ambush Drew and eat in a Claymore. Like you said, he went up the ramp and ate another Claymore. And then outside of that, it's that footage that we can find now of Drew gloating and flexing. And you can hear Brock audibly say, pick up the title. So then Drew remembers, oh, shit. And then he picks up the title, gets the TV spot, and looks like the conquering champion over Lesnar. It's just... It's so funny to see those parallels, and and I don't think Brock learned his lesson, you know, because he 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 didn't follow in Stone Cold's path. He you know he right. got he got Drew over at the Rumble. He's gotten him over now on a couple of weeks of Raw, and uh, you know, my God, maybe he's actually gonna you know give him the rub at WrestleMania. Uh, Brock just hot- seems to decide who you know he puts over, and it seems like he's he's chosen Drew. Are you about to throw out the hot tag question of who's the better pro wrestler, Stone Cold or Brock Lesnar? Like who's Oh, hands down, Brock Lesnar. <laughs> you know what? Like at what point <laughs> at what point do we just decide like when was this ever Brock Lesnar's fault? Um he he's been doing the job for a while and and it, I think it started on Twitter this week too where I think the majority of folks were like, "You know what? Brock's doing the job right now. And when he was dominant, he was also doing the job because the job was go out there and be a dominant beast uh, because that yeah. was what was going to sell tickets. Uh, I I mean, it, it could all just be leading to this. Uh, one of the other rumors and coming from our, you know, those genuine rumor mills uh, giving us the most wonderful grain to make the most poisonous bread. Um, <laughs> the rumor mills are, are saying that uh, Brock Lesnar is on his way out, and this is his retirement year. And, uh, man, could you could you imagine? And, and I think there has to be some self-awareness from Brock Lesnar. Like, there's guys like The Undertaker that did the ultimate rub. Like, something that I think the WWE regrets at this point uh, because they, they lost a hot ticket every year because they wanted to build up Brock Lesnar for two years um but i i just like i think he knows that like i think he sees it i think he i mean the contract that he's probably eaten up is uh is probably also helping the wwe go um hey you know uh, can we get a little back please uh and and whatever that contract is whatever the self-awareness is from brock lesnar is the complete opposite of what we're seeing with with bill goldberg i i I hope to God that he goes out there and he's like, hey, you fucking kidding me? Like, this is what I'm doing? You want me to be a face? Ha! Good luck. All right. Uh, I guess that's him looking in the mirror saying good luck. But um, yeah. anyway, uh, shoot, no, I guess. Quick, you know what we're setting up to, Matt? Yeah. We're I setting do. up. We're no, setting but up, you say it. We're, we're setting up <laughs> Goldberg to get Roman over. We're setting up Brock to get Drew over. We're setting up Becky to get Shayna over. Uh, we're setting up Charlotte to get Rhea over. Ooh. So it scares me about that. Yeah, that yeah, sound. Not, is, not all those. Those four are not going to happen. All four of those guys. All four of the future guys are going to get over. I forgot Cena and the Fiend. All oh, five Jesus. of the young guys are going to get over. Stop. So, <laughs> I mean, it's just kind of. It's just kind of funny that. Well, here. Like Here, we Rick. took a really great idea where it's like, yeah, you know, use use Lesnar to get Drew over. Absolutely, that's a home run idea. Right. And then they were like, well, it's such a good idea. Let's do it six times. <laughs> uh, it just feels like anybody like Drew absolutely has to win. Like he needs to get over. This 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 is make or break. Right. right. That that this is it for him. He doesn't get to do the, the like the intercontinental championship like that braun is holding right now this run is just gonna yeah. be you know silly it's it's silly times it's it's not anything anymore it's it doesn't mean he's getting propelled to the like that that's what's next for drew if he does not win uh what is you... he, the, the wwe title um yeah. if you had to pick one mike who besides drew who absolutely needs to win 
at WrestleMania? Uh, you know, what's funny about that question. You could conceivably make the argument for all of those young people. <laughs> well, I, I'll tell you um, right now, Shayna does not need the win. Rhea just needs to turn in a good fight. I think I'll, I'll say well, an hey, easier question. God well, you it. asked me a question. Yeah. You got to let me answer it, Matt, before you start answering your own question. All right. I'll say, Matt, the, the person who needs the win the least is probably Rhea. And that's because she's going up against Charlotte. So it's just kind of like, well, Charlotte, you know, Rhea's already, you know, lost the big titles. And then she's still, you know, beloved in our hearts. I think she she needs it the least. Um, well, probably Cena and then Rhea. But, uh, <laughs> <laughs> but man, I got to say the person who oof, needs to get some credibility back desperately is The Fiend. I got to think he's number two after Drew. I, I mean, that's what I was going to pick. That's what I, that's what I was coming up to. And I, I was going to sum it up with Rhea does not need it. She needs a good showing. Um, and I think like NXT, I think they're trying anything they can to, to get some ratings back. I, I don't think Charlotte is going to be the ratings bump that they're hoping. Um, I, sorry, Charlotte fans. Um, I think it's going to happen and it'll be kind of neat, but it won't be something that I'm like, I must watch NXT. It'll just be like, Oh, they put their biggest star in NXT. Um, uh, uh, Shayna, I, I also do not think needs the win. Um, and there was one more I was thinking, Oh, right. Uh, we are going to Mike, one of the, the matches that will end, I think with the right win, but not as fun or favorable for the casual fan. Mike, Edge is going down at WrestleMania. Right? Doesn't that feel like... That That feels like the that, one uh, that Edge is going to come out with all the pomp and circumstance. We're going to get to hear that song again. Uh, but Randy can win this and do something terrible. And that's how we keep Edge's story moving forward. Right, because Edge isn't gonna win over Randy, and then he's in the title picture. That's not that's not I, Edge's game, is it? That's a that's a tough book. I mean, Edge is just kidding. He's just been getting trampled. His if it's not him, you know, Randy's beating up his wife. Uh, he cutting mean promos. <laughs> um, but he Randy's yeah. taking out Stephanie. What a run! And still beat Triple H. So, um. It, it apparently when he hits significant others, it's not enough to, to enrage them to victory. <laughs> it just emasculates them into defeat. Right. Um, so I think hey! in that match, I'm actually okay with either outcome because it either means that they're like Randy's the devil or, you know, Edge came back and won a match. So either way, I'm, I'm going to be okay. No, and I, I what's funny is I've never, I've never been... I don't More know. More excited I, for a Randy match? I, I don't know if I want to say that. I don't want to say I want him to win more than ever, but I I, I feel like I'm going to go into that and f the, the pro wrestling fan in me will be rooting for him, even though I would love to see Edge get a spear, get the victory. That just feels too... I don't know. It, it's a great story. So if he wins, it's like, okay, he won. But the, you know, I think that that's like, that's the shocker that, that should, I don't know, lead to more story and be not what the fans want. You can't always give them what they want kind of thing. I don't know. I just, there, there's so much that goes into all these matches. But to me, I, I the one that feels like uh, we're going to be hearing, you know, the bad guy tune at the end is, is going to be Randy Orton. I, I really think they're going to, they're going to throw us for a loop because we're not. Mike, we're not getting the fiend. Drew McIntyre, uh, Shayna Baszler, Rhea Ripley, um, Edge. Who else? Uh, what do we have? Anything oh, else? Uncle booked? Drew. Oh, right, and that guy. I kind of like him. Um, that's not. Yeah, they're, they're, those aren't all happening. So there's got to be a couple, right? It's got to go fifty-fifty, or at least sixty-forty. Yeah, all I mean, right. every I can't believe all the faces are going to get the WrestleMania moment, and right. we're gonna we're gonna book the first ever one hundred percent babyface win. Um, what happens if Goldberg holds on to oh, the title? I don't, I don't, I don't even want to know. Like um, that, right? So that one feels so definite, right? There's no way Goldberg's 
uh, beating Roman Reigns. There's absolutely zero <laughs> chance. And that's the one I feel like uh, the the Matt, like take out the wrestling fan, the Matt, Matt, the brother of discussion needs the le- like that is the one I care the least about. That is the one where if Goldberg won, I might actually be more tickled and have fun with that than the <laughs> most definite Roman Reigns is winning. Yeah, like, that's kind of a spiteful one, I think. Just kind of, you know, not, well, maybe spite's the wrong word. I just mean, like, guts, really? Let's see where they go with this. You know, the guy who can't wrestle is going to lead Friday nights on Fox. Just, okay. Right, let's see where this goes. Let's let's see this, this guy who's basically the age of our dead, you know, running SmackDown. Right. Um, but, uh, well, one quick thing. It, it does kind of transition here is, you know, you're talking about Charlotte uh, getting Rhea over, um, you know, the likelihood of that happening. And then me bringing up, there's probably a pretty strong likelihood Charlotte wins that match, becomes the NXT uh, champion of the women. Uh, Matt, it's, it's not noteworthy because you and i are we don't watch the show based on who has the better ratings it's just what's better entertainment value right and i think aew has been slaughtering nxt because it's been more entertaining so i i kind of wrote some questions here because i wanted to, to kind of you know pick your brain as you know as a wrestling fan and you know aew has essentially defeated nxt uh like the 10th week in a row yeah so matt the first question is AEW, what are they doing right? And then you can connect it with how can NXT stop the bleeding? Because there's something wrong there. So, Matt, what is AEW doing right in your opinion? I wish we were still writing blogs. Uh, AEW from day one, I think we defined as the pro or the um, the sports entertainment show. And uh, as as much as John Moxley got us all riled up by saying this is pro wrestling. It, it's it's fun, but NXT is the pro wrestling show. Um, that That's the one where it's like, why are these two guys fighting? I don't know. They're pretty good at wrestling. Oh, I don't care. Okay, well, yeah, come on over if you want to see good pro wrestling. It's just, you know, not, not much else going on. And, and, and all the while, while John Moxley is screaming, this is pro wrestling, uh, the first half hour of AEW is, is a, is a feud, uh, I'm sorry, a promo feud, uh, building between, between Mox and Chris Jericho. So, um, yeah, that's, that's why it's so great. I, I think, uh, maybe we're starting to see that AEW secretly, uh, like maybe they want to change the definition of pro wrestling to be closer to sports entertainment. Like what we define sports entertainment to be like sports entertainment, Mike is not the, uh, making sure that Cindy Lauper is on WrestleMania, like sports entertainment is the promo. Hey, she's a Hall of Famer. Is yeah, right. Uh, it is. It is the promos mixed with uh, the fighting and, and the pomp and circumstance. I mean, t- t- the sports entertainment is all of the AEW fans singing Chris Jericho's OK Metal song and screaming it at him. Uh, yeah, yeah, that was my <laughs> that was my little jab at the at the song that uh nobody liked when it first came out and now let's just you know let's just admit what it is it's not that great of a song oh it's, it's not matthew mike i hated it when it first came out i'm not gonna change my opinion just because we're all singing along but that's sports entertainment and i think all we wanted was wwe to do sports entertainment right like anybody can do pro wrestling and I, I, people are probably going to get angry at that. Mike, I'm angry. I, I'm saying that you can book pro wrestling. Anybody can book pro wrestling. Throw two guys in the ring. If you're saying that you are going to hire the most talented people in the world, you can't. WWE already did that. They have all of those guys under contract. So what do you need to do? You need to tell better stories than WWE. That's, that's their problem. And the stories are sports entertainment. The pro wrestling is what we used to watch on ESPN Classic at six in the morning. Uh, uh, two guys, you know, from the nineteen fifties uh, or nineteen sixties that nobody knew their name. One had red trunks, one had blue trunks, and uh, they just kind of slowly punched at each other and did some headlocks for a half hour. Mike, that that's that is pro wrestling, um, and I I just I don't hate pro wrestling. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying. 
that um, we so just. So what did AEW f- do right? <laughs> I I said the sports entertainment. Okay. Well, I I wanted to jump in too. I, I was just going to say you just that had, you had your idea what you wanted to say. So you're like, all right, what is Matt? putting a cap on this because i don't care what he was i let you go on a little tangent there uh no but doesn't that make sense like that's that's like isn't that how we should define pro wrestling and sports entertainment i think i think what AEW is doing is pro wrestling i think what nxt is doing is two hours of mat wrestling and i don't mean m-a-t-t brother of discussion i mean m-a-t wrestling i'm like wow these guys it's a really, it's a solid arm bar there. Look at that. And it's just, I'm, I, I'm having trouble keeping up with some of the young guys and they don't get really a chance to get on the mic. And sometimes the guys who do are, you know, really hitting home runs. I'm, I, I love you, Keith Lee. And you're like a, you're like a big ricochet where you're an incredible physical specimen who can, do things I've never imagined someone could do in a wrestling ring. But my God, what was that promo on Wednesday? Uh, so the few times that we do, you know, go back into that, you know, quote unquote, sports entertainment realm, it's just kind of cringy. Um, meanwhile, AEW is leaning on, you know, guys who are in their 30s and 40s who know what they're doing. You know, they're pulling Jericho out. Cody's out there with, you know, acting chops. Moxley. Uh, Jake the Snake Roberts is making cameos. Uh, MJF is a, a, you know, the prodigal son of, you know, talking on the microphone. I don't think that NXT stands a chance storyline wise right now. Um, they're just putting guys out there in these 20 minute matches and it doesn't feel like there's a lot of mm, like variety in, in the match types. And then, you know, like, especially making that point this week was NXT, what looked to me like a really desperate move is bookending the shows with cage match, cage match. And of the two cage matches, only one of them really earned a cage match. So it was a little, uh, you know, I, like I, I tried to talk about it. It just kind of felt like NXT trying to just, you know, throw everything they can at you to get you to, you know, not change the channel to AEW who is just getting by on, you know, Jericho promos and, you know, uh, a tag team made up of, you know, 25 guys in black ninja hoods. You know, it's, it's tough to beat. Uh, <laughs> it's, the story is what's going to win you over. And uh, the match is the payoff of that story. It, it shouldn't be the only thing going. So what AEW is doing right is I, I think Jericho's on, or Jericho, I think Moxley's right on the money, Matt. It is pro wrestling. It's a blend. And NXT, what they can do to stop the bleeding, I don't think it's to have even more mat wrestling and people who are, you know, good at doing a bout. I think when they had, you know, one of their better weeks, it was when Dijakovic and Lee were jaw-jacking at each other, you know, before their big payoff. And I thought they were doing really well with Angel Garza. And now they, you know, threw him on the main roster. So that's that's over. So I, I don't know. I would I would you know, do more storytelling in NXT and AW. I just keep doing what you're doing. I think they're hitting home runs pretty much every week. I, I look forward to that, that program. Yeah. I think we both just said the same thing. Um, we just defined words differently. Uh, I, I will still say like, if I go back to what CM Punk used to say about, you know, being the best pro wrestler in the world, um, and, and how we wanted to get back to that. I, I, I always figured it was, you know, that was his conversation about getting further away from uh, just doing the 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 gimmicky stuff. And he wanted to just get in the ring. Um, but now, I, I mean, that's that's where that definition comes from. But I think, uh, yeah, basically, we just said the same thing twice. Yeah. Uh, somebody does a better job of, of telling a story and, and the other one is not. Um, so how do they stop the bleeding? They tell better stories. Simple as that. Yeah. They go back to the, uh, you know, what stinks too is, um, I was thinking about it last night, and and the two hours definitely hurts them that they feel like they need to compete with two hours, uh, because that's when they started throwing in names that we knew nothing about, and they, uh, they both had the same problem, AEW and NXT, of having us get used to 
uh, certain names. But, you know, Mike, go up and down the card for AEW. Um, I... I was not very into the 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 Jake Hager match. Um, we we see a lot of the same five people over and over on AEW. So for NXT, does it really get better if we just have Undisputed Era on TV the entire time? Or in yeah, Velveteen Dream? Like I I I just I don't want AEW to burn out. Because we are sitting here, and it is the better show right now, but that's the worry, right? Like, that was... Uh, yeah. Here's the, here's the horrible comparison, because I don't think it's close. But don't forget about, you know, we have the inner circle right now. Don't forget how often, like, NWO was on WCW, and how tired that got. And, you know, are, aren't we almost, like, a half a year now? into dynamite and we are most certainly coming up on a full year of aew uh of of at least watching wrestling uh coming up to to may so just that means you know you've got to find some you've got to start building out somebody else um i hope that they don't bring in the new guys and that they just skyrocket to the top uh because i i think there's a lot of talent on that roster that they're not really giving the opportunity because they know they know everybody just loves seeing chris jericho so he gets three or four segments every night but eventually that's that's going to burn out it's not just going to burn out our our attention it's going to burn chris jericho out and he's going to run off out of material he is he is not you know a, a guy that you can count on um for years on end especially at his age too with the pro wrestling um notice that he didn't help out with the power bomb on on john moxley to end dynamite and i i'm not saying that to slight him i think that was a good decision on his part that's not yeah don't don't get involved with that you have you have your team that can do that but um yeah like at some point like we've we do have to stop playing the chris jericho theme song to get the crowd pumped up because somebody else is gonna have to start getting them pumped up soon um and i think i don't I don't know which company right now because it, it's a long game you know which company is actually building up an entire roster right now it's tough to say the better show is is aew dynamite and i think we've been saying that since day one because of because of their storytelling but now i'm getting preachy we need to move on um mike i i like what you said uh who's who's coming up next uh matt hardy uh rusev the revival we've got um couple of guys that were were teased last night with jake the snake coming around um are you seeing that rusev is headed over to aew no no i mean nothing concrete it's just they kind of wrote him off tv after the uh the bobby lashley fiasco um and i mean he did what he could with it i think he was still entertaining as rusev you know is like we're accustomed to seeing him doing it's just since that point um we know Lana got her contract renewed and Rusev has not really been super pumped about, you know, the offers they're throwing his way and, you know, where he's been storyline wise, he's definitely mid card or lower. Um, and I guess, Matt, I wrote in here, uh, I kind of wanted to, again, just pop, pop another question at you um, of Matt Hardy, master of the delete uh, Rusev. Um, he's very handsome or the revival. A tag team, I think, uh, is almost bred to be an AEW. Of those three, I think they could all do a good job. Who do you think would absolutely thrive in that environment? You know, being a bigger fish in that smaller pond. So you're you're picking the revival. Well, I'm gonna I'm posing the question to you. Well, I, I, Rusev is is the uh, the easy answer. Uh, I I think everybody. I, he got Rusev Day over because we just wanted to see him on our TV. So we embraced such a silly gimmick because he does such a great job. Whatever whatever gimmick they give him. Uh, so I think, yeah, Rusev would be the guy that would come in and thrive uh, out of those three. I think Matt Hardy's going to come in. Um, I, th- I think that will be a burst with um, some confusion on like what to do next once he's there. I, I hope it doesn't turn into one of those things where they don't have it completely planned out right now. And the only thing they have planned is his arrival. 
Um, and then the revival too. Um, I I think that'll work. Uh, but yeah, Rusev to me is at the top of my list. It seems like Cody, at least what he preaches, that he's hesitant to keep bringing aboard, you know, ex-WWE guys. So I don't know if, you know, Matt Hardy is like upper echelon for AEW. It kind of feels like, you know, and this is, uh, you know, the way I'm saying this, like Jericho's on, you know, the Mount Rushmore of wrestling, you know, I I think. Uh, yeah, you got to add some heads, of course, but he's up there. One of the best talkers, wrestlers, you know, that's nothing new. But if you bring Hardy aboard, I feel like he's a lesser Chris Jericho in that vein. You know, kind of an older guy. You're not going to count on him for a lot of wrestling. He's just there for his mic work. Um, and that's that's kind of why I think the Revival would be the best bet of the three. Because um, I think it would really, really add some depth to that tag division. Um, like somebody high-end, somebody, you know, a name you know, um, hell of a resume, Um and I think a, a style that 100% conflicts with everything AEW does tag team wise, where it's all, you know, Tope, Suicinas and super kicks, you know, these guys would just come in there, you know, using the fists. And I know that's kind of their, their gimmick and a company that puts a lot of value into people like Arn Anderson to make sure they're, you know, featured on television. I, I think it would be, just a, a just a perfect match to get revival over there. I, I think it would even if they're not in the, um, you know, tag team title picture and the you know immediate um, um, insertion of them onto the roster. I, I think it would just boost the entire show to know that those guys are in there. Yeah, I think I think you did pose like a a a, a fun like situation because I mean. I would be hard pressed to accept anybody's argument that either the revival or Rusev would struggle in AEW. Um, so I, yeah, this is, I, I think either way, uh, either way you go, I think, I think you're, you're going to be on, uh, you're going to be, you're going to look pretty smart because it's going to work out. Absolutely. Um, let's do this. Let's do the Wednesday night wars and then we'll close out. Uh, Cause I know you, you know, you can't stay too long today and we'll close out with the elimination chamber card, which my God, two, Two pay-per-views in like 10 days. Uh, yeah, let's do the Wednesday Night Wars. Matt, I had NXT this week. Um, you had AEW. What was your <laughs> what was your number three moment from AEW? What? You asked me to also create my negative 1,000 moment. Am I doing that? I'm kind of like saving, though, right before number one, if, right. if, if we may. So right. that tease is, is out there. Um, I... <laughs> I, what I did was I, I actually ended up picking, uh, based on our, our previous conversation, I, I picked three things that didn't really have anything to do with pro wrestling. Like, it, it didn't have anything to do with a wrestling match. Um, it, it revolved around it, um, as everything does. But uh, I, I picked, because of my own excitement, I think this goes back to like some of my NXT selections uh, like a few weeks ago. If... Um, you know, if I was just going to be excited about two people being on TV together, uh, I was going to pick that, even if the match wasn't that great. Uh, but I, I am super stoked for this Pac and Lucha Bros. Uh, not not super stoked about the name, the Death Triangle. Uh, I think um, I think somebody at some point is going to have to have a light and fluffy name, or it's going to turn out. You know, we're going to get the return of like a cheerleader group because it's going to go f- like way overboard. But um, <laughs> the Death Triangle is formed. Beat down the best friends in Orange Cassidy. Um, I think just the excitement. Oh, geez. Uh, the excitement of knowing that this team exists. And, you are uh, excited over there. <laughs> yeah, and, and Pac uh, saying everybody's on notice and that uh, you did this to yourselves. Uh, I, I think uh, I, it's definitely something to tune into for the next week. Uh, we talked. We just talked. Is Charlotte holding the NXT championship um, the thing to make sure you tune into nxt i can't rightly say at this point and and obviously not even knowing the finish to wrestlemania i don't know if it would but i do want to see what Pac and the lucha bros have in store for not just the best friends but for the rest of aew mike your number three my number three uh was uh the second of the two cage matches on wednesday night yeah you don't usually say that on a weekly episode of uh Eddie WWE production. It was the second of two cage matches. It was uh, Velveteen and Roddy. 
Um, yeah, you know, it was a cage match. They just kind of tried to get out. There's a, you know, a high spot or two, and that's why it's the number three moment. You know, it was it had some thrills in it. And then the storyline was that, oh, Velveteen let Roddy escape so he could get Adam Cole by himself. Oh! And, you know, Velveteen had a ken- kendo stick, and he, you know, walloped Adam and, you know, fended off the Undisputed Era. So, uh, you know, it, it moved some storylines forward. It just, it, it didn't earn number one. It didn't earn number one. Uh, it just, it, it smelled a little desperate by NXT. They, they needed to build this up a little bit more. But it was a freaking cage match with the Dream. So, Matt, that brings us into moment number two. What was no moment number two in AEW? Well, I, I just want to say based on what, uh, I guess, uh, Dream versus Strong, but Dream getting his hands on on adam cole see that that would have been my number one uh my number two mike jake the snake has message for cody um this was you you watch this in awe um or i i hope that most did because jake the snake didn't just put together a few words he didn't just put together a few sentences he wasn't covered in flop sweat (laughs) he Mike, he he sounded like the old Jake the Snake. It was a hell of a promo. Had one of the best endings to a promo I I can remember. I can recall. Like like to just really nail like uh to nail your opponent and and then just walk off and end it. it it's one of those things where you watch uh, Saturday Night Live and one of the things that Saturday Night Live always struggles with is actually ending a sketch. Um, yeah. This is how you end a promo. And, I, you know, a lot of promos just end with guys flipping tables and, and then they start punching each other. This was, I mean, Jake is not going to do that. That's not what he's out there to do. He's going to be a manager. Um, and, God, he just, he, he tells Cody um, that the old saying is, you don't turn your back on a man you respect or a man you're afraid of immediately spins around and Mike, like a boss, throws the microphone over his shoulder at Cody to catch. I just, I, it was, it was perfect. He still got it. Right. <laughs> um, oh and, and a lot of folks are, are thinking this is going to be, uh, the introduction, uh, for Brody Lee. Um, I, I don't I don't know if I can put a finger on it. Um I don't know. I I I remember watching his promos uh, as Luke Harper and I just I didn't hate it. I just think they didn't give him the time to really build up any stories. So He's a great wrestler. Yeah, I I would be happy to see that come to fruition. Yeah. Well, I I'm, I'm just saying I I don't know if he's the guy I'd peg that absolutely needs this newfound Jake the Snake amazing uh promo machine you know uh i i felt like he could carry himself and and uh when they actually gave him the microphone in wwe remember when he was able to build uh that feud with dolph ziggler and they did like all those uh ladder matches for the intercontinental title and and though that would end uh or like by the end of pay-per-views people are always saying that was match of the night and it was because of the build and the wrestling um i mean AEW has an amazing talent on their hands with with Brody Lee. I am super stoked to see him. If he's about to fight Cody, that's going to be amazing. Um, yeah. But uh, yeah, we'll we'll just move on. I, yeah. I, only I love. I, I think you're absolutely right. Like, does he need Jake the Snake to pimp him out? And then my other question is, when he wrestles, does he still look like Luke Harper? Like, does he come out in the wife beater? I think that's how he, um, like if, if you go back, so I, I'm looking for pictures of Brody Lee for our, um, our, uh, our graphic for this week. And, and even like the, the older stuff, he, he, he is, he's, he's pretty grimy. It's pretty gross. So yeah, I, I mean, uh, I think he's going to stick with that look. All right. All right. Well, Matt, I'm going to tell you my moment. Number two was, uh, undisputed era versus, uh, Danny and Oni and Orkin and Birch. Uh, I just nice. call him Orkin instead of Larkin. Uh, so all four of them were fighting Undisputed Era. Uh, it's it's 
when I tell you that sometimes NXT, I'm kind of like pulling my hair out, like, my God, do we need to watch the exact same type of match four or five times in a row? Um, this match set itself apart because it was very violent. Uh, a very violent, like, traditional tag match because it was just guys throwing punches that looked very real. Huh. Um, it was uh, Kyle O'Reilly, you know, doing his... Um, Oh God! What does he do? It's not Taekwondo. Uh, it's not. I don't think it's Jiu-Jitsu. Um, but his kicks really, really don't look very nice. Uh, I, it's. It really seems like when they go in the locker room, it's always people turn to him going, "What the f- fuck, man? This is. Ow! This isn't real. Stop kicking the shit out of us. <laughs> like that's how I picture people <laughs> treating him in the locker room. Um, but it was what this show needed. Uh, there's a lot of, I know we had the cage matches, but they, they never really had that, like those, um, those moments that, that take you out of the illusion of pro wrestling. Like they, they Uh felt like pro wrestling matches, the, both of them. Um, but every time Kyle and Bobby get in the ring, it just, it's a whole different animal. It's, uh, it's, it's guys who are maybe the best tag team in the world. And I just wish that both of them were like three inches taller and maybe like 20 to 30 pounds heavier because they'd be the biggest tag team of all time in (laughs) WWE. Um, And I mean, popularity wise. Uh, And, you know, Oni Oni and Danny and Lorcan and Birch, they're they're great at their job. Uh, But it was just kind of, you know, uh, Marl reminded us, these are a couple of stalwarts from 205 Live. And I'm just kind of like, I... I, I get pimping out 205 Live. It's just, as soon as I hear that, it just knocks the guys down a peg because then I know, oh, cruiserweight, something WWE doesn't put a lot of value in. And it's something I can't I can't even escape it the way they juxtapose it. So I, I can't get out of it. So it hey, stinks when that comes up. Um, 50 hours of wrestling every week and 12 pay-per-views we got to pay for. I think <laughs> I think we can skip 205 Live. Hey, no. Um, but yeah, it's it was just a great punch fest. And Matt, you're before we do the number one, we got to do this. What was the negative spot one thousand uh, of AEW this week? So I, you kind of put me on the spot to pick one because there wasn't a lot. I I, I mean I I could say the negative one thousand was just the overuse of the same you know five guys, um, and, I, and I think that needs to change. Uh, yeah. But I, I picked the Dark Order losing again. But, you know, the, the thing to probably come back with, and, and again, the negative 1,000 is just the thing I absolutely hated about uh, the Wednesday Night Wars this week. Um, it was easier to pick when Dijakovic was losing because that guy should not be losing. But, um, you know, the thing <laughs> the thing about the Dark Ever. Order losing is it's it was it was the coolest thing coming out of um uh all out i think yeah when they all ambushed out of the crowd yeah or Or no that that they were introduced at double or nothing um that that was like the coolest thing and uh i i know i know matt hardy's probably coming and uh they they've put out some pictures on like um social media that shows matt hardy's picture in the background so you're like oh okay so he is on his way so you know there, there's something changing for this and hopefully that means good things for the dark order but they've dropped down yeah. so many pegs so many cool pegs that um it's gonna be tough to come back now do i jump into my number one yeah do it uh they got to redeem one. themselves. How did they redeem themselves after that? <laughs> well, this is this was the first thing. So they went downhill from here. This is the first thing that happened on AEW. Usually it's picking one of their tag matches, but that rah-rah speech from John Moxley to get everybody out of their seat. I I tweeted out, I I <laughs> I want to give you my money. Please come to Detroit. Um, <laughs> yeah, I want our turn. I want to go. But no, yeah, this fun. this is just a great opportunity for for John to sort of um Get a lot of things off his chest. Say some things that maybe he's not saying everything he wants to say, but uh, I, I think it's it's pretty apparent that they are they are making some waves here. And uh, the the extended contracts, um, the sold out shows, the crowd going absolutely apeshit for John Moxley. Um, those those are all good signs. And I think you saw 
you just saw a, an excited human being uh, to be in pro wrestling, and I, th- those are those are the best promos, and, and you could really feel it like that. That was John Moxley, the character speaking, but a, a human being uh, who's who just loves life right now and is really enjoying what he's what he's doing. Um, I eat that shit for breakfast. It, it was fantastic. Yeah, uh, I watched that speech too, and uh, I think that was a perfect pick for number one. Uh, and I especially loved. I, I, I thought Jericho was really funny too uh, when he was talking about you cheated, Moxley. I was trained to fight a one-eyed man, and you had two eyes. <laughs> Those are the best kind of villains with like the the dis like disjointed you know point of view. Yeah. Uh, it got you know it got him over. It got the whole you know help get the segment over. But yeah, uh, Moxley being impassioned about wrestling, about you know being a champion, about that crowd about building their own program when people said they were nuts. So they're doing something right. And I think that promo was uh, deserved and it was uh, perfectly delivered. Matt, I'm going to say my number one moment right after I say my negative 1,000 moment. And that was Cameron Grimes bringing up that Dijakovic squash match again. God damn it. (laughs) I guess. no reason that should ever be mentioned again. Never again. They're trying to use it as like fuel to get him heat, but I think the crowd just hated the Dajakovic loss. I don't think they hated Cameron Grimes. <laughs> um, and then to add on to the negative 1,000 moment, Keith Lee tried to make it a negative 10,000 moment uh, with some really awkward promo work because he didn't know how to work the crowd. Uh, he's like, I have something to say to you. And Cameron Grimes is like, wait, I'm not done yet. <laughs> and it was, like a, it was like a legit where they kind of looked at each other like, uh... Will you say something? Will you say something? I don't know what to say. Well, I don't know what to say. Well, I'll just say something. So then the crowd just started chanting again. And Keith Lee with the exclamation point as the face ends the dialogue by shoving Cameron Grimes out of the ring. He couldn't think of anything clever to say, so he pushed him. (laughs) And then with Cameron Grimes looking up in, you know, anger and embarrassment, Keith Lee you know, did that classic resorting to the word ass uh, to win the promo war. And I was, I was, <laughs> I was pretty bummed. So he just you, stared him down. You get a ass. free ass beating compliments of me. And it was just kind of like, oh, oh, in his face. Oh, <laughs> I don't know. I was laughing my ass off watching Jericho and Moxley, and then Keith Lee just kind of, you know, dropped a giant, you know, dookie. I was I was bas- basking in a turd. Uh, but the number one moment was a match, a feud, a mid card feud that got a cage match payoff, and that was Tegan Knox and Dakota Kai. Um, I think that Dakota and Tegan work way more stiff than any two women I've ever seen, ever in a wrestling match. Uh, Kai kicks look real. Tegan suplexes look very painful. Um, it show, so does that shiniest wizard. Um, and then what was cool about this match, Matt, is it, it had a pretty unique cage match finish where Tegan was climbing her way out. Yeah. And uh, Raquel, the the new sidekick, the, the muscle for Dakota, basically turned Tegan into a waffle. She used the door and the wall of the cage to make a waffle iron and smushed Tegan in it so that Dakota could crawl out and escape. Yeah. So I haven't seen a lot of wrestling matches end in waffles. Uh, you know, I guess the new day starts with pancakes. This is the first one ending in waffles, and Matt, I had a good time. Yes, yes, to me, that was uh, that that. I I know I said uh, I I'd pick Dream and, and Adam Cole, but you know it's it's hard to go against a, a good stiff uh, cage match. But um, yeah, I think I think overall there's those positives and negatives, but uh, I think we always like to wrap up and, and kind of take a stab, even if we haven't watched both shows in its entirety. You can still get a feel. Uh, to me, AEW, hands down, better show. Yeah, it, it, it's definitely kicking ass right now. Before we ride off into the sunset, Matt, my God, we've got another freaking pay-per-view. we got to at least sprint through here. So... Here's the thing. There's no heavyweight championships being defended. Yay. I'm going to give you the whole card. That and means the uh, shortest matches on the card are not <laughs> happening. I'm going to give you the whole card, 
And then I want you to tell me the match you're most excited about, and then the match you think is going to main event. Here we go. On this card, Andrade versus Humberto Carrillo for the U.S. Championship. Daniel Bryan versus Drew Gulak in a mat wrestling match. AJ Styles versus Aleister Black. No DQ. Raw Tag Team Championship. Seth Rollins and Murphy versus the Street Profits. Intercontinental Champion Braun Strowman in a fatal four-way, I think... Or no, he's just fighting all of them. It's hard to say Shinsuke, Cesaro, and Sami Zayn. I'm just nauseous reading that. Uh, we have yeah, the it's Smackdown, three on one. The SmackDown Tag Team Championships are on the line. Miz, Morrison, champs. They're fighting New Day. Robert Roode and Ziggler. Usos. And, oh yeah, we're coming. Heavy machinery. And then we've got Natty. We got Liv. We got Shayna. We got Asuka. We got Sarah Logan. We got back from injury, back from who knows. It's Ruby Riot. And then one of those women is going to fight Becky Lynch at WrestleMania. Matt, which of those matches are you most excited about? Which one is going to close this show out? I, I mean, this isn't going to be a fun answer because uh, the answer for me is, is it's the, the same. same. Yeah, it's... it's <laughs> The women? Yeah, it's going to be watching Shayna Baszler uh, take the elimination chamber. Um, I, I think, I think, hopefully they're going to be, um, they're going to take their time with booking this. But I think it could be fun for us all to go. Well, Shayna's going to win this, and to have the, you know, have the cards stacked against her. You know, literally, you know, like the match cards stacked against her, um, and uh, and see her, see her pull it off. I, I don't think this is going to be one of those situations where we see it coming and it's going to make us sick to our stomach. Um, it, it, it'll just be, it'll have to be something that, you know, they got to make sure like Asuka's probably at, at the bottom here because we, we just got our Asuka versus Becky Lynch feud. So yeah. she should be at the bottom. She doesn't need another shot. I mean, I'd love to watch it again, but uh, I think it is time for Shayna to get a shot. Uh, just make sure it's not Ruby Riot and Shayna because that will get a ton of heat if go away heat or i'm pissed off heat if if it's ruby riot that's an inch away from from taking on uh becky lynch but um yeah that's that's also that better close the card uh to open the card will probably be that smackdown tag team championship match but mike uh what do you think what's uh what are you looking forward to and what's closing well this uh i'm gonna say are you just gonna pick something different the, just, the match that funsies. should close the show is Shayna Baszler's coronation as the number one contender. I, I would book it to get um, probably Ruby Riot to eliminate the other Riot Squad members and then for them to screw over Ruby so she doesn't end up winning the match. Um, and then Natty and Oscar are also going to be cannon fodder, I think, for Shayna. Um, I'm going to say, to change it up just a little bit, the match I'm most excited about is probably that SmackDown Tag Team Championship because we're going to see Otis in a gigantic steel cage. I can't believe we're going to watch that giant man do a caterpillar <laughs> on steel. I can't yeah. wait to see it. Um, <laughs> and honestly, that match has just so much athleticism. Um, I forget, you know, because the Usos were, you know, had some some issues outside the ring for a while. I forgot how good they are when they fight the New Day. Um, I mean, they're going to be in there with Dolph, who sells like a mother. You know, Morrison, who's the freaking champion with The Miz. Like, there's there's everywhere you turn in that match is, you know, tons of talent. So I'm, I'm pumped, probably most excited for that match. Um, but, Matt, I'm so nauseated by Braun Strowman pummeling my beloved Nakamura, my beloved Cesaro, and my beloved Sami Zayn. Like who's let, that match? Let me ask you a hot tag. Yeah. Who's that match for? It's to fill out the card. Uh, let me. I mean, it. No one. Um, what they should do, and this would be so much fun, is to have them beat Braun Strowman. Oh God! But why is it only? Why do we know Braun's gonna win, and then there's gonna be another match that Nakamura loses at WrestleMania, probably before <laughs> the show even starts, like. 
Why do we know that's going to happen when all they have to do is give Shinsuke this super cheating win? Just give him that win, please. But they're not going to. I just got my 10,000 steps because I was shaking my arm at the microphone. I'm kind of disappointed. Um, I, I wish that they could free, if they could free bird, free bird rules, the Intercontinental Championship. Oh, my God. That I don't really wear a lot of hats. But my hat's off to the creative team because that would be beautiful. That would be wonderful. We, Mike, we still goddamn didn't get this show in under an hour. Right, which one of these segments should I cut? Um, what, what was boring? What did we talk about too long? <laughs> All right, well, let's wrap it up, Matt. Uh, you good? Yeah, uh, no, I'm I'm fantastic. And we're gonna uh, be there Sunday night tweeting it for you guys. Mike's gonna be there tweeting for you. Um. <laughs> God damn it. Um, what, what are we doing? Yeah, at Podcast for Twitter, brothers underscore of underscore discussion for our Instagram. And, uh, yeah, ch- keep, keep an eye on uh, all the social media platforms uh, to see our stylings for the Elimination Chamber and uh, follow along every Monday Night Raw. And, of course, uh, actually, when you first hear this, uh, you can get yourself ready for SmackDown. All right, folks, uh, thanks for tuning in, and have a good one. Sayonara. Sayonara.